Welcome, welcome back to On the Block with Strick and Bach. I'm Eric Strickland, E. Strick, and Jake Bachman, my partner Bach. We're here to talk about wonderful, wonderful, the craziness, the conference championship games of the wild weekend of divisional playoff matchups. That's what we're going to talk about right now as we start the five hour, the second hour, the five o'clock hour here on 93.7, the Ticket FM. Watch us there. Watch us on YouTube. Go and smash that like button. Join us on all platforms to include Twitch and all the rest of them. Strick and Bach on the block. What's up, my guy? <laughs> Not too much. Pretty excited. Like you said, uh, hard to be in a, in a bad mood after the playoff weekend, unless you're a fan of one of those teams. But uh, I guess luckily I'm not, so I could just uh, cheer from afar and, and, and just want to watch good football. And that's what we got. Um, although different storylines maybe could have. I mean, I was really kind of looking forward to an Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady NFC championships. I mean, that could have been pretty historic, but uh, you know, Matt Stafford and Jimmy G that's, that's about the same thing, right? Well, Hey, <laughs> I don't think so, no. but uh, teach his own. Yeah. However you feel about it. I'm sure the fans of those teams feel that way. So, Hey, you know, two of the greatest are knocked out early. And so all these division games were won by a field goal, except the last one, which was by a touchdown to tight end, Travis Kelsey from uh, the great Mahomes and Patrick, that is, of the Chiefs. So we find that all those games were crazy, man. They were just <laughs> they were just off the wall. But we're going to start right here with the Bengals and the Titans. The Bengals 19, the Titans 16. Uh, Cincinnati's just coming off their first of postseason droughts in a long time with the latest victory. Uh, the Bengals now have their first AFC championship game in 33 years behind rookie Evan McPherson's kick of 52 yards as time expired, lifting the four-seeded Bengals over the top-seeded Tennessee Titans to end the NFL's longest active road playoff skid. What was your thoughts of that game as you saw it develop? Uh, well, it was very cool again to see Derrick Henry out there, um, and obviously, for, if you're as I say every time, just go Zach Taylor. Very, very proud of Zach Taylor, former Husker quarterback, now the head coach for the Bengals, doing wonderful things there that haven't been done um, since the early '90s, and now they're on a bit of a run. And you know, they they had a good season, right? I mean, ten and seven—that's a huge turnaround for the Bengals. Um, but to be able to bring it this far to the AFC Championship game and maybe beyond it, obviously they're going to be the underdog against Kansas City. Um, but that kind of uh, elevates him to another level as far as NFL coaches go. So I'm very excited to see that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I mean, that, that duo is going to be great for him to work with over the years. So they've kind of arrived as a team, a a team to mess with or a team to, to fear, especially in the AFC North for the next several years. Um, the interesting thing to me, again, is this game very easily could have been the winning field goal for the Titans. They just had an interception on a tipped pass once again at the end. Three interceptions from Ryan Tannehill. I know that they're not, uh, you know, they, they would probably welcome in a great quarterback uh, if they could do so in free agency. But that seems to be the one thing. And, and they, they had the number one seed, so maybe they don't want to make any changes at all. But the Tannehill thing, is, as good as he is, you know, I think he's got a ceiling. And so you just kind of wonder if an Aaron Rodgers opens up or if, you know, a Russell Wilson wants to leave Seattle, uh, is Tennessee a landing spot? Because they would be such a great one with the offensive line they have, obviously Derrick Henry behind him, the weapons they have out at wide receiver. It would be hard to imagine. They're kind of missing piece to the over, like the most dynamic offense in the league is at quarterback. So I kind of wonder if that's the next move or if they'll stay with Tannehill because it's not too bad to be the number one seed either. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Tannehill, he he did he he overexceeded um, what they had as far as expectations for him. I think that is a very good point to look at. There may be one or two quarterbacks that are you know all pro potential Hall of Famers, um, you know, on, on two or three ballots. In like a Russell Wilson, as you said, I mean, shoot, I think another thing to look at it. it that game was just so good defensively all the way around, right? I think uh, with Burrow having to shake off nine sacks from the Titans, which tied an NFL mark <laughs> that was held by four other teams for the most in playoff and postseason history. And so the second-year quarterback, with all of that going on around him, had 348 yards with Chase finishing with 109 yards. As you said, that combination is going to be a phenomenal one to look forward to. Uh, for the coming future. And I mean, that started at LSU. And so now it's carrying on into the pros. And that's that kind of comfort that, you know, a young quarterback, you know, would love and need. And also bringing the confidence that Chase brought uh, with him as well. I mean, it's it, you feel bad for the Titans and, and what they were able to accomplish. But, yo, the Bengals brought it and they ended up pulling it out definitely by that interception. So wonderful game, wonderful game. And, and, and to follow that up, I mean, another defensive knockdown game up in the tundra where we had Robbie Gould, who continued his playoff perfection, has moved the San Francisco 49ers one step, one step away from their second Super Bowl appearance in three years with a 45 year a uh, 45-yard kick that as time expired to win 13 to 10 in an upset over Green Bay. So it was cold. It was windy. There was flurries. And you're looking at one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in the eyes and you stare him down and that defense got it done when they needed to. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I love the, the the snow game, which obviously came later in the game, um, but it was cold. It was frigid the whole time. What you would expect at Lambeau. Um, obviously, uh, for what most people are kind of looking at this game is it's reflecting on Aaron Rodgers and his career. Um, probably going to win the MVP again this year, um, but his playoff record just isn't all that great. He's had some some of his playoff wins are really fun and just uh, unfathomable the way he's able to come back. But this is this is one that kind of stains his legacy a little bit. Not to put up too many points. Uh, again, you can have your your uh, your, your complaints, but in, in the 49ers' offense was was just avoiding mistakes as much as they could, right? I mean, they ultimately just scored on a punt return touchdown. That's where they got the majority of their points, and then a few field goals there. Um, but uh, Aaron Rodgers just not able to get it done. You wonder if there's a split coming up there with him and the organization. If you missed it, if you want more insight, uh, we did have Matt Reynoldson, who who covers the Packers up there um, with CBS Five in Green Bay on at two twenty. So head to the ticketfm.com to check out that podcast. Um, but uh, overall, um, again, like I said, I was looking forward to Rodgers and Brady to, to get neither of them. I believe it's the first time in 12 years. I'd have to go back and look at the stat. Um, but the first time in quite some time that we'll go into the championship weekend without Brady, without Rodgers, uh, or, or without one or the other. Yeah, it's the first time in 12 years. Um, so you just kind of expected to see it. Um, but uh, hats off to the 49ers. I've said this all along. It, it, I think... You know, I, I really like the, the the matchup that we have coming up in the NFC Championship between the Rams and the 49ers. Again, I'm a Cardinals fan, so I'm not a big fan of the NFC West outside of them. Um, but I think those are two of the best run organizations in the NFL, and it's it's paying dividends. You know, um, the, the Rams, first of all, kind of just kind of 
basically renting players. I think as as well as some of their their stable guys um, there, and, and of course Stafford. And we'll get the Rams in a second, but the 49ers uh, are another piece that I kind of mentioned with with the Titans. That man, you kind of wonder if there is a quarterback that's that maybe Aaron Rodgers or or whoever. Um, that has just a lot of potential if you're able to get there. Cause I don't, I think you have, I don't know there in Jimmy G, right? He's kind of in the Tannehill category, not as good as Tannehill, but kind of probably you kind of know what you're getting with him. Um, and then of course they spent a lot of draft picks or, or, you know, trading up to get Trey Lance. So is he the future? Maybe that's kind of what they're waiting for. And you kind of, and, and you expect that to be the case, but if you're them, I, d- I don't want to wait for a rookie quarterback to get around and be ready and I don't know if I want to sit on Jimmy G, so I wonder how it's going to last, or, you know, what they're going to do going into the offseason. But their offseason's not here yet, right? They still have an, a game coming up. Maybe they can uh, change that narrative if they win the whole thing. Um, just fascinating. And, 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 but they're, they're hard to buy in, right? They don't, as far as closing the deal, I don't see them as the Super Bowl champion. They're kind of sliding by right now. Man, it, it, it seemed to me as if Rodgers – you know, it's another Illuminati confirmed situation. <laughs> I would have thought they were playing the Saints because, I mean, he just seems to be hexed when it comes to the or the 49ers. You know, it's crazy. You know, him going on four in his career and their matchup against the 49ers is just astonishing to me because of how great he is. Uh, and then also losing that one to Kansas City, um, you know, especially after earning the top seed for the second straight season and they failed to reach the big game. That, you know, that is just something to kind of look forward to as far as what's going to be next for them. Where are they going to go? I mean, uh, where can they go from here? I mean, that's the thing they've got to look at. And and you're right about that. I mean, that could be another landing spot. Also, you know, do you bring in a veteran guy? How much longer does someone that's a veteran guy like um, like a Russell Wilson or somebody that still has some play in him? Uh, where could he go to a, a, a team like the 49ers in and, and still give you that time to evaluate a Trey Lance? Or do you go with the Trey Lance when you're you're having so much success? Do you feel he's ready? So those are definitely some things that you have to, you know, look out for. I mean, that that blocked uh, punt – I mean, that blocked field goal by Jordan Willis was uh, – I'm sorry, punt by Jordan Willis. I said it right the first time. That blocked punt, man, that was – that was that, those are some important things. The special teams play is what set it off for them, and – and getting it done. So um, also the defense, it was a phenomenal defensive game on both sides of the ball. Oh, all right. Moving on next to the Rams and the Buccaneer. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew Stafford threw for 366 yards. I mean, he'd been in the doldrums. All of a sudden, everybody is on Matthew Stafford's jock string because of the fact that he's getting it done up there with the Rams after being in Detroit for so long in the, in the bottom feeder dweller of uh, Detroit football, where the Lions organization has been for so long, getting it done with two touchdowns and uh, overtaking the GOAT. Uh, I think one of the things that's going to hurt them is that they did not have all the pieces necessary. I said it in the last game. I just didn't think the little dink and dunk and all of that stuff, that defense, that front line of the Rams was after Brady all night. They just could not contain Von Miller. They couldn't contain Aaron Donald. They, I mean, every, every pass he was being challenged. And I I could understand the frustration, just not having a big play guy other than Gronkowski. And it looked like they were over and under on Gronkowski all night. Just couldn't get it to him the way that they used to in the past. And, 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 you know, they threw uh, Jalen Ramsey a lot. 
you know, at Allen. So it's, it's, it just was really tough not having that extra person or that, you know, uh, somebody else to go to that, that Brady didn't have. So I thought that was really tough for them, but they got back into it and made it, made it close. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, you know, you kind of started to think about the the comeback, the twenty seven to three being down in the Super Bowl against Atlanta, of course, and and Brady being able to, to storm back and bring him back, and, and such a cool moment um, for Ndamukong Sue and Levante David teaming up uh, to get that forced fumble on Cam Akers, and then David recovers it. Uh, Sue obviously covered uh, caused the fumble, and you're just thinking maybe the Pharaoh Huskers uh, helped uh, bring Brady back from the dead, and they did for a second until uh, Cooper Cup, the best receiver in the league by all numbers this year um, broke free and, and, and set up the winning field goal there for Stafford to deliver that dime. And and it really is. It's a cool story. I've I liked, I've followed Stafford since his time at Georgia uh, and he's always just, you know, been throwing, putting up numbers in Detroit, but just never really equating to anything. Um, and, and you just, it, it's just, it's one of the worst run franchises, not just in the NFL, but in pro sports in general. Um, and so to finally get him to see with a, with a good uh, a team and, and just, absolutely fleecing the Lions, trading Jared Goff, but that's probably not an easy decision, right? That's a guy that took you to the Super Bowl. That's a guy that you took first overall. So, you know, that, that it, while it seemed like a, a good move for me, uh, believing in Stafford and for most of the league, and turned out to be a good move, there's some danger to that, right, as far as perception if it flames out. But it didn't, and, and Stafford is proving to be one of the top arms in the league, uh, and I can't wait to see what he does. I think they're Super Bowl bound. I think they'll be able to beat the 49ers, um, but I just love how that 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 franchise has run as is, is able to kind of use that Hollywood glam factor if anybody's out on on the uh, on the on the uh, almost out of the NFL for whatever reason it is you know you bring in Odell Beckham Jr. back um, you know you're able to to hopefully revive Von Miller's career I mean they're they're, they're they just seem very advantageous whenever there's a player out there and who doesn't want to live in LA so that's kind of what they take advantage of I love how they blend those things together and now they're in a position like I said um, to, to move on to to the Super Bowl, and I, and I think that they're going uh, to be able to get that done. We'll see. Um, but for for the Tampa Bay part, like you said, kind of beat up. Uh, the playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette got back in there. That was good to see him there, but it just took him too long to get going. But you wonder if that game, you know, is uh, if it's a 70-minute game instead of a 60-minute game, you know, how that game ends. And who wouldn't want to play in the New Jerry's world? I mean, that's over you know, multi-billion oh, yeah. dollar facility Stadium. that was just built Gorgeous. there, man. Shoot, who who wouldn't want to play in that atmosphere to yeah. include it never rains in Southern California. <laughs> Shoot. So, yeah, those are some of the things to look out for. I mean, but, um, yeah, it was a great game. I look forward to seeing what they're going to be able to do. That is going to be an in-state rivalry matchup that's coming up in the next round. So that's going to be good to see. The final, the nightcap. The final game, which featured the Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey in the corner of the end zone in overtime to end it. But there were lead changes of three times in the final two minutes of regulations before Harrison Butaker, who missed a field goal earlier in the game and an extra point, drills a 49-yarder for Kansas City as time expired to force overtime. What a phenomenal game. And wow. Tyreek Hill got it done also, just blazing speed, both in the punt return that brought them down there to make it easier for them to get the job done. And then also just great coaching. I mean, it's like he put his best players in the best position to help them to get that win. And just the poise and the and, and the precision and just Mahomes didn't look like it was over. I mean, most quarterbacks would have faltered and flailed and fell on their face 
at the end of that game. But Patrick Mahomes stood tall and did what he's supposed to. And I'm glad they didn't show his brother in the freaking uh, <laughs> skybox doing his crazy TikTok yeah. dances. Oh, yeah. Of course, I did see a little bit of that after on Twitter. But uh, ultimately, yeah, I mean, a lot of people would, would have this as the, the best game that they've ever seen. And, and it's very close to it. I think the one thing that's missing, of course, is the discussion around uh, the, the overtime. I don't understand why you don't get a rebuttal there if you give up a touchdown. I mean, I, I, I get why it is why they've set that rule the way that they have. Um, but it's time to change that because now we've had two occurrences with Kansas City and both of them, and, and this time being on the good end, where you don't you're just watching an all time duel, and then the you know one of the the players doesn't get to show up in overtime, and that's what was happened with Josh Allen. He he put his team in position to have one of the best moments in NFL history, um, and Patrick Mahomes was able to get, you know get his team back in the field position. And if you listen to it in the post game, Travis Kelsey um, decided to. To break off his route and and get open uh, up the seam where he realized there was a gap and he told Mahomes he was going to do that pre-snap so um, it was kind of cool to, to see how they were just kind of ad-libbing what they thought was going to be open and it turned out to be the case and set up the field goal for Butker but uh, an unbelievable performance one of the best games you'll ever see Gabriel Davis set an NFL record with four uh, receiving touchdowns that's pretty special for uh, the Scott Frost recruit from UCF he played one year in 2017 under Scott Frost so it's cool to see that happen and 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 more than anything is you just like you said um it is going to come down to bills in kansas city a lot of the years in the afc you have to believe in the future um i don't know if if these guys will hit the level of the manning brady rivalry right um but uh because they got a long ways to go those are two of the top five quarterbacks of all time and, and, and brady's obviously the goat um but uh it just looks spectacular and the way that they're able to like I said, ad lib uh, on the fly um, throws different angles of throws throws on the run. These guys are the future and, and the, and more than anything, the present of quarterbacking in the NFL. There's no question about it. And before we go to break, I just want to, I'll, I'll make a little point about that, about how it's hard to perfect that, that, you know, that, that playoff of um, overtime. Right. Yeah. I think it's because, you know, you just really can't, play out all of the scenarios. I mean, you can sit in meetings all day till you're blue in the face. You just can't play out all of those scenarios until they actually happen in the season or in the playoffs where then you can look at it and then maybe make some adjustments. I think one of the things you could do is you can make the adjustments for the playoffs. You leave it as it is in the season where you get a coin toss and then in the playoffs, I think you should give them a rebuttal. I think you should give them an opportunity to either score match. And if you don't, then after you match, then you maybe uh, uh, you flip one more time uh, maybe, or you just say whoever has the next score after that match is going to be the winner at that point. Um, I think that that should be something because it's going to force your defense to step up. Then the coin toss is very important still, but you still, I think maybe having that one rebuttal would, would be something that maybe could enhance it to make it better. So only in the playoffs though, only in the playoffs. Yeah. And of course that could, uh, no matter what you do, like the, the it's it, like you said, there's just so many different things that could pop up because you know, if you have that rebuttal, what if Buffalo gets the opportunity and then they decide to go for two and go for the win? And then Mahomes doesn't get the opportunity to rebuttal the rebuttal, right? So, um, you know, it, it just it can yeah. go around in circles. So I, I think you're right, though. More than anything is there when, when you're worried about the longevity and, and different sort of things, make a different rule for the regular season in the playoffs. They already have to have that because you can't have a tie in the playoffs. Um, so you already have to change the overtime rules there. Um, and so I, I, I just think that, that, you know, you've had two all-time great 
shootouts and, and just duels from some of the best quarterbacks all time now um, being cut off in the last several years. So it's, it's time to make that change this offseason. I think they probably will. Absolutely. And uh, it's been a great segment. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll have Steve Sipple to join us and we'll talk maybe a little bit more about the NFL playoff weekend, as well as some other things Husker related when we return on the block right here on 93.7 The Ticket.